Leadership is too hard and too complex to go it alone. And the good news is that you don't have to. Not only is Leadership on the Rocks a free podcast to help you thrive in and create harmony between your professional and personal lives, but we absolutely love giving away free resources to help you overcome the biggest problems, conflicts, and constraints on the job. So be sure to go to leadershipontherocks.com slash free. That's leadershipontherocks.com slash free to get access to all of our free leadership resources. We're adding new freebies all the time. So go get your free leadership resources today at leadershipontherocks.com slash free. I promise you that all people listen to a message and think this. How does it affect me? And so you need to anticipate and plan an answer for that question before they even ask it. This is the Leadership on the Rocks podcast, where we equip and empower leaders like you to thrive in and create harmony between your professional and personal lives. I'm your host, Bethany Reese. And in today's episode, we're going to learn about how to be intentional in getting buy-in and unity among your team. Most sports locker rooms have posters encouraging teamwork or the combined action of the group to achieve a common goal. And these inspirational posters prompt teammates to lock arms in unity in order to overcome all the challenges and accomplish their mission to win each game. So (laughs) why does every team from Little League all the way to our professional sports talk about teamwork and unity? Well, the answer is because unity within the team matters. Unity is about being joined together as a whole or being of the same mind. Unity within the team is that special ingredient needed to truly accomplish the goals or the mission. But teams, you know, people having common goals and unity being joined as a whole, they don't always go together. I mean, if we're being honest, we have a ton of teams in our lives but rarely do we have unity. And I think it's because people can be on a team, and heck, at work we're forced to be on a team, and we may even have a common goal, but y'all, we have very different and very strong preferences in how to accomplish that goal. So we usually see in our sports teams and within our teams at work, disorganization and honestly disunity. And it's not because they don't want the same things, but it's because everyone is doing their own thing, their own way to accomplish the goal. There's no buy-in for unity of the how and the what behind the bigger picture why. And that's where I think there's a lack of clarity and buy-in for how the team is gonna come into unity to be joined as a whole, or heck, we could even say how the team is actually gonna get on the same page or even in the same book to take those harmonious steps together towards accomplishing that goal. So let me say it again. Unity is being of the same mind in the why, the how, and the what of the goal or mission. Enter the need for (laughs) buy-in. Now, notice I'm not saying persuasion, and it's definitely not manipulation, but buy-in. Buy-in is an agreement to support a decision. Or in this case, 
you know, the team goals, unity within the team on how everyone will work together to accomplish that common goal or mission. Now, we've repeated, you know, Peter Drucker's quote plenty of times in this podcast, and it may sound like I'm beating a dead horse here, but hey, (laughs) we're going to say it again because science says that people need to hear it like eight times before they actually ingest it and understand it. So Peter Drucker says, culture will eat strategy. And you can have the best ideas or even the best strategies on how to solve the world's hardest problems. But unless you know how to build a positive culture where people will buy in or agree to your ideas and then work collaboratively with each other to implement them, then your strategy just won't work. And a culture is made up of the relationships and common beliefs and behaviors within the group. And you need your people and all the relationship dynamics within your culture to buy in. They've got to buy into the why. They've got to buy into the how. And they even need to buy into the what of the organizational goals that you have. Without buy-in, your organization will just continue to spin its wheels, keeping the status quo of being stuck where it is. Because let me, let me zoom out for a minute. Leaders often come in with an amazing speech of here's who we want to be and here's what we're going to do, but they don't have the buy-in from the people that, and and hope you're not offended, but from the people that actually do the work, right? If you don't have buy-in from the employees that actually make the wheels turn and drive the ship where you want it to go, then it's not going to go where you want it to go, no matter how inspirational you may have been in the moment of your speech. So just saying and declaring that you want to be something doesn't actually propel the organization forward. And it makes me think, again, I love The Office and Michael Scott. He's a perfect example of what not to do in leadership. But there's one episode where he is uh, in some financial trouble and they're talking about declaring bankruptcy. So he just walks into the office and he yells, I declare bankruptcy! And then Oscar says, you know, that actually doesn't do anything. You can't just say it and it happens. And I feel like sometimes in our organizations, a lot of leaders will come in and say, you know, I declare that we're going to be this or we're going to be that. And yet they don't have any kind of buy-in or plan of getting buy-in for the people who actually do the work to propel them forward towards that goal to get there. So yes, leaders, you've got to get buy-in or an agreement from your employees to support the why, the how, and the what of the work to accomplish the goal. So here's really the problem. Here's the problem with getting buy-in within a lot of our work environments. Again, one, we just have leaders declaring something and (laughs) nobody buys into that. Oh, here's the third time we've said this as an organization. I've been around long enough. It's actually not going to work out. But another reason that that happens is we have negative work cultures. It's almost impossible to get the team in the same book, much less on the same page, when they, one, don't like their boss. Two, there's a culture of how they treat each other. And maybe it's in a negative CYA, you know, cover your own, you know what culture. Or maybe it's a culture that's just constantly riddled with misunderstandings and miscommunication. So culture is another huge reason that a lot of people don't buy in. And a lack of buy-in is not only going to keep the organization from accomplishing its goals, but it's going to keep people in a state of conflict. 
And a lot of working relationships have conflict because of a lack of buy-in into how a person leads the team. Now, here's the deal. With every interaction you have with your team, you're either adding to or subtracting from the health of that relationship or relationships on the team. And think about most of the typical interactions leaders have with their team. It's when resolving conflicts, which is, you know, kind of a negative situation to be in, but an important one. Um, Leaders interact with their teams when they're communicating a new initiative. Maybe they're delivering big news. A leader usually communicates with their team when they're conducting an evaluation or even just giving a FYI presentation. All of those interactions usually, let's be honest, have negative repercussions on a working relationship because it's usually just one-way communication. It's from you, a person in a position of authority, to the team of the worker bees. But if you're more intentional in increasing the positive interactions with your team members, guess what? They're not only going to help you form a better plan for accomplishing those goals, but they'll be more likely to buy in or agree to follow the plan. And let's, let's just be honest. Everybody has a lot of plans, but we sure as heck don't implement them with fidelity. <laughs> so let me not fool you with like a doomsday approach of, if you don't do this, everything's going to be bad. And also let me not paint the picture of, if you do this, everything is all unicorns and rainbows. That's not leadership. <laughs> so the, the truth is that sometimes leaders, we have, we're handed a mandate, right? We have to explain something that comes from higher up and we don't have a choice. It's a must do in which we have no choice but to follow, which then requires us to deliver the inflexible, oftentimes, mandate. And that's a ugh position to be in. I've been there plenty of times. But when you do have to communicate hard, complex, or new information, it's still extremely important that you get buy-in so that those interactions don't go sideways on you. And you don't want them to hurt the work relationships and the culture. So here's what we need to know. Clarity in communication is an absolute must to get buy-in. And again, buy-in is an agreement to follow through with the plan. So just because you're in charge and you say something, does not mean that your audience will automatically buy in, agree, to the concept or the mission. I mean, (laughs) are you really a leader if no one follows you? And technically, you can use your power of authority to require that your team do specific things, but using that bottom level of power for influence is seriously the rock bottom of leadership. So you need to be intentional in how you roll out any new initiative deliver any kind of big news, or give any presentation, and you need to do it by focusing on the audience. So plan your message, whatever it may be, using the rocks method to get more buy-in. Okay, so we know that buy-in is really important, especially if you need to implement something with fidelity. So when communicating, you need to seek buy-in. You can do that by clarifying your message and then thinking through the most essential rocks. And here what I mean is R-O-C-K-S. I've created an acronym to help you think through the message that you're giving so that you can actually get buy-in from your team. The ROCKS method of buy-in is really a five-phase approach in which you take your message that you have to deliver, 
You then think about the audience that your message is going to, and then you tweak your message to one, relate it, two, organize it, three, communicate it, four, kiss it, and that's keep it simple, stupid, and then five, sustain it. If you follow the rocks buy-in format for anything that you need to communicate to your team or organization, your buy-in rate is going to grow exponentially. And why is that? It's because you're putting relationships over tasks. It's because you're putting culture over strategy. That's why. So step one of the rocks buy-in method is to relate it. Think about the audience's background knowledge of the message and Think through their waffles of that message. You know, sit there and think about who you're talking to. What are their wants? What are their aspirations? What are their fears? What are their frustrations? What are their loves? And what are their expectations? Once you think through your audience's waffles, you then relate the message to what they already know and what they're currently feeling. By relating the message to where your audience currently is, knowledge and feeling-wise, y'all, you have a much smaller gap to jump in getting buy-in. Now, the second step in the buy-in rocks method is to take your message and then organize it so that it explains the why, the how, and the what. You know, this is really Simon Sinek's golden circle. Every message should be organized to explain why this is important how it ties back to the bigger picture or mission, and what the audience has to do or needs to do in response. I promise you, all people listen to a message and think, how does this affect me? So anticipate and plan an answer for that question before they even ask it. Now, the third step in the buy-in rocks method is to communicate it. The goal is to have your audience hear the message, understand the message, and then take action on the message. So you really need to follow the four C's of communication. And those four C's are check your ego, provide clarity, deliver the message in the right channel, and then offer a way for people to converse with you about the message. Now, in planning your communication, you really need to build a clear storyboard using the appropriate channel and allow for follow-ups. So if the four C's of communication are new to you, then go back to episode number 19. All of that episode is dedicated to the four C's of communication, just in case you need a refresher. Now, the fourth step of the buy-in rocks method is to kiss it. Keep it simple, stupid. People don't read long texts and they struggle or refuse to follow long processes. So think about how you can simplify the message and the work, and any kind of action that's required so that it addresses the most essential information and steps. And know that creating a visual here is a huge help in simplifying the message. One page visuals really help simplify it. So kiss it, keep it simple, stupid. The fifth and final step is to sustain it. You have to repeat it. You've gotta have results from it. And as you get results, you then need to refine it. So you've got to repeat your message over and over and over again for people to hear it, understand it, and then actually do it. Remember how I said earlier that it takes about eight times of hearing something before you memorize it? Eight times. But here's the truth. 
people at the top level, executive level of organizations, they probably talk about these things all the time. But then they only mention it every once in a while to their leaders that are below them, which means the leaders that are below them aren't hearing it as much. So guess how often they're communicating it again to the worker bees who are actually doing the work that's going to make the progress? Even less times. So if you want your people that do the work that actually makes you successful as an organization, that message has to be repeated over and over and over and over and over and over again. So I know you people that are at the executive level or at the leadership level, you're probably sick of hearing the same message over and over again. You're like, all right, next. But you got to realize it's not making its way down to those who actually do the work. So remember the message or the action in order for it to be implemented, you cannot just set it and forgive it. Oh, I gave an inspirational speech that one time. You have to keep repeating it and then you have to, you know, analyze the understanding or the results and then refine the message again so that you can sustain the actions to make progress on it. Without buy-in, the team may have a common goal but they're not going to have unity in how to move forward together to actually reach that goal. So it's your job as a person of influence to plan the rollout of your message about the goal or the initiative by focusing on your audience, the team. You got to focus on them first. Not only will using the ROCKS method help provide clarity for your team, but it's going to majorly increase the buy-in, and the unity that they have for the why, the how, and the what of accomplishing the goal. Now, if you'd like a free copy of the Buy-In Rocks planning template to help you plan out and deliver your next message, then go to leadershipontherocks.com slash buy-in. And buy-in is one word, B-U-Y-I-N. Again, that's leadershipontherocks.com slash buy-in. Now, this is a shorty episode because I know that you have a big message that you need to deliver, and I want you to take this extra time to go get that buy-in rocks planning template for free, again, at leadershipontherocks.com slash buy-in, that's one word, buy-in, and start planning your message so that you can provide unity and clarity on your team so you can actually accomplish your mission. Until next time, continue putting in the work of building your life and leadership on the rocks. The Essential Rocks. God bless. Remember, the most essential rock you can build your life and leadership on is the rock of Jesus Christ. Today's Bible verse comes from 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 8. Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord, and of one mind.